Hallelujah. Praise God. This is the best family you can ever have. Amen. And I love my church. I love my family. Hallelujah. You people are amazing. Hallelujah. And I will not trade you for anything. Hallelujah. Together, we will accomplish that which God has arrested us for. You know, like uh, for some of, some of the people, it is just by accident. I mean, ministry happens to them by chance. But I believe for us, we have been arrested. Hallelujah. I don't know. Is there anybody who feels arrested by the Lord to do the work of the ministry, to proclaim the name of the Lord, to build the Lord a tabernacle, to carry the name of the Lord to the uttermost part of the world in the mighty name of Jesus? And together, hey, we will win souls for Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. We will do the work of the ministry. We will magnify the name of the Lord in the bad times and in the good times, in the sad times and in the happy times, in the sorrow time and in the happy time. We will bless the name of the Lord. If you agree with me, shout hallelujah. 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 We welcome you all to Bread of Life Ministries where Jesus satisfies. Hallelujah. We thank God for your life and we thank all of you for being here. Praise the Lord. Amen. And this is the activities for the week. Um, we meet here Monday for prayer intercession from 6 to 7. And immediately after that, there is also a discipleship class where we are taught how to be disciple for Jesus. Praise God from 7 till 8. Wednesday is our midweek service. And we meet on Wednesday at 7. Praise God. Let's all be part of the midweek services. Praise God. Praise God. Now let us get into the word. Hallelujah. I am excited. For three weeks ago, we've started on a journey building the tabernacle of the Lord. And I said this week, we are going to deal with the, the latter house. Somebody say the latter house. Somebody say the latter house. Somebody for the third time say the latter house. And I want this to be locked in your spirit, the latter house. Hallelujah. And um, we've been on this journey for the past three weeks. Hallelujah. Building the tabernacle of the Lord. And we say that the tabernacle is the symbol of God's dwelling, a place among the Israelites. It's a dwelling place. Hallelujah. And we, we touch on the occurrences, the, 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 the many times it occurred in the Bible and how significant it is. Hallelujah. And from the Exodus chapter number 25, verse number one, as the Lord said unto Moses, hallelujah, that tell the children of Israel to take an offering for me, for every man whose heart moves him to give willingly, you shall take my offering, hallelujah. And what was the offering for, hallelujah? It says that, have them build a sanctuary for me, hallelujah. Help, help them build a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. Hallelujah. The Lord desire to dwell among us. Hallelujah. The Lord desire 
to dwell among us. Hallelujah. God dwelt in the midst of his people in the wilderness. Praise God. And in, in, in his presence was symbolically manifest in the tent of meeting. Whenever God showed up in the wilderness, it was in the tent of meeting. His presence was visible in those tabernacles. And we say that the tabernacle was a, a moving tabernacle in the wilderness. Hallelujah. The people move with it. That is why they were led by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. Hallelujah. And when the cloud left, they move. When it stays, they stay. Hallelujah. So it is important that we come to the place where we understand the tabernacle. And in the New Testament, we understand that we are the tabernacle of the Lord. Don't you know in Corinthians that ye are the temple of God and God's spirit dwells on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So it is not in the physical building, but God in his infinite wisdom and in his power has chosen to dwell in us. For Leviticus chapter number 26, verse number 11, I will make my dwelling among you. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I will make my dwelling among you. In other words, God says that I will tabernacle with you. I will live among you. I will live with you. I will not be a visitor. Like I said two weeks ago, visitors come and they go. Hallelujah. Visitors don't have all the privileges the inhabitants have. Hallelujah. There are restrictions on visitors, but the, 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 the owners have unlimited access and privileges. In Leviticus, it says that I will make my dwelling, dwelling means permanent abode, hallelujah. I will make my dwelling among you, referring to you and me, hallelujah. And my soul will not reject nor separate itself from you. So we, we will be cleaved to the spirit and to the soul of Christ. So when God has found a tabernacle in us, his spirit will not leave us. So we have every day with Christ. Somebody shout every day with Christ. Every moment with Christ. Every season with Christ. So if God tabernacles with you, you are sure that every day of your life, it cannot be bad. Even though circumstances and situations might come at you, you are rest assured that if God be with you, if God's spirit cleaves to you, if God is in your boat, your boat can never sink. Irrespective of the storms that will rage at you. Irrespective, you cannot navigate your path, irrespective of how the circumstance will hate you, your boat will never sink. Why? Because Christ is in your boat. The one whom even the storms obey his voice in the mighty name of Jesus. And last week, we, we touched on history maker. Hallelujah. And now I know God as a ministry, God has made us history makers. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm a history maker. A history maker. Hallelujah. I'm a history maker. A history maker. Hallelujah. We, we, we saw last week how God made us history makers. Hallelujah. How David 
even though David was disqualified, but he went ahead and made numerous provision for the tabernacle of the Lord that today, we, whenever the tabernacle and the temple of the Lord is spoken of, we talk of David and the uncommon provision that he made for his son Solomon to build the Lord a tabernacle. Hallelujah. Kama nebros kapapa. Ye man deri yara kapa. Ye man deri yara kapa. Ye man deri yara barabaraba. Ye man nebros kapapa yakata. Ye man nebros. So Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter number 22, verse number 5. David said, Solomon, my son, Haman Nebros, is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord, it shall not be an ordinary house. Somebody say, it shall not be an ordinary house. In David's vision, the house of the Lord shall be exceedingly magnificent, famous, and an object of glory. Somebody say, an object of glory. And not just of glory, but also of splendor. Hey, throughout all lands of the earth. So now I will make preparation. Somebody say, I will make preparation. And we have seen in the past week how you amazing family made uncommon amazing preparation for the tabernacle of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says, I will make preparation. An ample preparation, not just a preparation, but I will make a preparation for it. Therefore, David made ample preparation. He made a huge preparation. He made an uncommon preparation before his death so that nothing will hinder Solomon, when it comes to the building of the tabernacle. And that was the history David made as a king. Hallelujah. He became a history maker. That history, I said from last week that, I mean, history makers are people, they are not just people who have just walked around this earth. Hallelujah. Attach on Nelson Mandela as a history maker. Attach on Obama as history maker. Attach on Kamala Harris as a history maker. And these are not ordinary men and women. Hallelujah. And so the Lord add you to the list. Hallelujah. As a history maker. Why? Because the Lord chose you and to use you to make provision, ample provision for his tabernacle. And today we come on the sub theme, building the tabernacle of the Lord. And we are dwelling on the latter house. Somebody say the latter house. So last week we dealt with history makers. If you missed service last week, I believe um, the media crew has put it on Podmatics, wherever you can listen to music, wherever it is online, you will find that message there. History makers, I believe it will bless you. So today we are going on a sub-theme, the latter house. 
Somebody shout the latter house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now come with me to Haggai chapter number two, verse number one. Haggai chapter number two, verse number one. I want to take this opportunity to appreciate the family of Bread of Life Ministries. Hallelujah. I've been always proud of you, but I mean, I've been incredibly proud of your commitments and of your dedication. It is without any compromise. Hallelujah. And your love for kingdom. Hallelujah. Last week, you have demonstrated your love for God and for kingdom and for his house, Bread of Life Ministries. Hallelujah. Praise God. In John chapter number 11, verse number 22, the Bible says concerning Lazarus and um, his brother, Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha, when they sent a word to Jesus and said, your friend Lazarus is sick, and Jesus did not show up until Lazarus died and died for four days and was in the tomb. And then Jesus showed up and Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, somebody say even now, even though they said that we were not successful at this time, even now we believe whatsoever we ask of the Lord, God will give it to us. Hallelujah. And Jesus said unto Martha, Hallelujah. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou would believe, thou should see the glory of God. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. Somebody shout, I believe. Jesus said unto her, even if you believe, have I not said to you that if you believe, you shall see the glory of the Lord. So it doesn't matter how bleak the situation is. It doesn't matter how incorrigible the situation is. All we have to do is to believe. Somebody say believe. Somebody say I believe. So this morning, I want to encourage you as a church. I want to encourage you as a family that only believe and we shall see the glory of the Lord. When Moses asks of the Lord, Father, if your presence do not go with me, I will not go. Then he went again and demanded, Father, show me your glory. And the Lord said unto Moses, my goodness will go before you. Uh, my goodness will pass by you. The goodness of the Lord, the mercies of the Lord. If we believe in the Lord, if we will press our way through the crowd, we shall see the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is the goodness of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is the mercies of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is the provision of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is said, and my name, my name, my name will go before you. Oh, think of the name of Jehovah. Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah Makadeshka, Jehovah El Elyon, hey, Jehovah Rafi, Jehovah Rohi. 
the name will go before us. And if Jehovah go before us, the Lord our shepherd go before us. He knows how to lead us to the greener pastures. He knows how to lead us to the still waters. And I know because my Redeemer liveth, my neighbors, he will bring us to the greener pastures. He will bring us to the still waters and we will drink without no contention. We will drink without no strife. We will drink with no strife. We will drink with no contention. We will drink with no. In the mighty name of Jesus. So even now, I believe as a ministry, we are in our even now moment. But because we believe, somebody said, because we believe, we will see the glory of the Lord. Our eyes will see the glory of the Lord. Wednesday, I did a teaching in Genesis chapter number 22. And I touched on the Lord demanding an Isaac sacrifice, an Isaac offering. Amen. And I touch on the faith of Abraham, that the Lord has demanded Isaac to be offered unto him, his only son, the son of a promise. And yet Abraham was so faithful, he was so faithful, he had so much faith in God, that the God who has demanded a sacrifice of Isaac the same God will make it possible for them to come back with Isaac from the sacrifice. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 22, for those of you who were not with us, and Isaac spoke unto his father, Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and a touch of the vulnerability of Isaac. Isaac didn't know he was a dead sacrifice. Said, My father, in his innocence. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And I touch on this, on the faith of Abraham. And always looking forward to what God can do more than what he can do as a man, nor as a father. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt sacrifice. And I said on Wednesday, God will provide himself a tabernacle. Hallelujah. God will himself provide a tabernacle. When the Lord provided himself for a sacrifice, there was no contention. There was no competition with it. Because it was a sacrifice that could not be compared. And I believe the Lord is bringing us into a tabernacle or a tabernacle that cannot be compared. If you believe it, shout amen. God will provide himself. Amen. How do you know of Abraham's faith? Verse number five. And Abraham said unto his young men, 
Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad, I and Isaac, will go yonder, we will go deeper. And do you remember Jesus? When he was about to face Gethsemane, Bible said that we was about to face the cross. And the garden of Gethsemane, he went and he prayed. Then he said to the people, you stay here. Whilst I go yonder and, and pray, you tarry here and I go deeper with my father. So Abraham said, you stay here with the earth and I and the lad Isaac will go deeper in worship. We go deeper in worship. We go deeper in praise and come again to you. And when I said, how did Abraham have that faith that he will come back with Isaac? Because God had already placed a demand on Isaac's life. Many of you, what you did last week was God placing a demand on your savings. Was God placing a demand on, on you? But God did not need it yet. Hallelujah. And as many of you that have given, it is coming back to you. You did not know that the Lord will bring your money back to you within 24 hours or within a week. But God will provide for himself a tabernacle. All God was maybe checking our heart is that will we withhold from him that which he has given unto us. Abraham said, you tarry here and I go and I and the lad, you go yonder and worship and you come back to you. When he was, a demand was placed on his life to be offered a burnt sacrifice. You can't offer a burnt sacrifice and come back again. But he had confidence in his God. And indeed, the Lord provided for himself. So church, I want you to be encouraged. I believe God, we prayed. We gave, we did everything in our power. Even though everything was geared in our favor. But the Lord has something better for us. If you believe it, shout amen. If you believe it, shout amen. So I want to take this opportunity and, and bless you. Thank God for your life. Indeed. I mean, I'm so proud of you. What we have achieved so far. And it simply tells us as a church that when we come together, nothing shall be impossible. And on my own behalf and on behalf of Lady Gifty, the trustees and the deacons and deacon of Bread of Life Ministries, we want to say thank you very much for the love you have shown us, the commitment you have proven that you are a kingdom-minded person, that you, you, you are a kingdom advance, advancer, you want the kingdom to advance, and so shall it be. Even in our even now moment, we choose to believe God and we shall see the glory of God. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. 
Now let us get into the word. Amen. Let us get into the word. Somebody shout the latter house. Haggai chapter number two, reading from verse number one. And the 21st day of the seventh month, the second year of Darius, king of Persia, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel. Speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, governor of Judah, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you? Praise God. The Bible says, The word of the Lord came to the prophet. Hallelujah. And he said, who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? That means it has been before. Amen. It has been before. That was then. Somebody said that was then. This is now. Kapayakata. And how do you see it now? How do you see it now? Somebody said this is now. Does it not seem to you like nothing in comparison? In comparison to what? In comparison of the former temple to the present temple. Somebody shout the latter house. So the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. And he spoke unto Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah. And he said, who is left among you? In other words, how many of the older generation are currently here now? who have been privileged to see Solomon's temple, who have been privileged to worship in Solomon's temple, and now compared to this temple that the hand of Zerubbabel has started, how does it compare to the temple of Solomon? If you are all that generation, does it not look in your eyes like nothing? Praise God. And this was in reference to the Solomon's temple, which has been destroyed by the Babylonians. And this has happened for about 66 years previously, the tabernacle of Hagar. You realize that in Hagar chapter number one, the Bible says that you people have said that time has not come yet to build the house of the Lord. And yet you dwell in uh, panel houses, expensive houses. And he left them a warning. He said, consider your ways. Rethink, rethink. Uh, go and get the beams and begin to build my house. If you don't build my house, you work so much and yet you earn little. And even the little that you earn, you put it in an empty pocket, pocket with hole, and I blow it away. So we work so hard and we don't see anything out of it. That's because we have neglected the house of God. So the people had a change of mind. 
and they began to build. Somebody said they began to build. Amen. Who among you who saw this house in its former glory? And how does it appear to you now? Amen. How does it appear to you now? Does it not look like nothing? Maybe men have looked up to you and compare you with others and think that you don't fit the bill. They have compared you with others and said you are not successful. They have compared you with others and said you are not pretty enough. You are not tall enough. You are not short enough. You are not big enough or slim enough. They compared you. And in their eyes, you look like nothing. But what is the word of the Lord? But now be courageous. Somebody said be courageous. Even though they have weighed you, even though they have compared you and they have found you not successful, they have found you not fit for purpose, they have found your team not fit for purpose, they have found you not good enough, but the word of the Lord came and said, don't be discouraged by their eyes. Don't be discouraged by their comparison, but be courageous, Zerubbabel. Be courageous, bed of life ministry. Oh, beloved, I was supposed to bring this message last week. But somehow the Lord turned a message and we, we came with history makers. The Lord knew ahead of time. God is never disappointed. He knows the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. So he kept us from this word. He knew that as a church, we would need encouragement. He knew that as a church, we have to be courageous in adversity. We have to be courageous in the face of disappointment. We have to be courageous even in the face of last minute disappointment. We have to be courageous. Somebody shout courageous. courageous. Beloved, if you have to walk with God, you've got to be courageous because you face disappointment. You face isolation. You face neglect. You face abuse. You face ridicule. So you've, it is not for the faint-hearted. You've got to be courageous. He said to Joshua, be courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous. Only be courageous. And you see the glory of the Lord. Only be courageous. He kept admonishing. Why? Because he knew the task ahead of him. He was not fit for purpose. But beloved, when you are courageous in God, he will bring you out through every obstacle in the name of Jesus. The people have ridiculed Zerubbabel. What have you built? What temple is this? What tabernacle? Ah, this does not fit God. Compared to what Solomon built, they discouraged the man. They ridiculed the man. Meanwhile, he did his best. He did his best, like a ministry. We did our best. Who can ridicule us? Who can discourage us? 
Hallelujah. Be courageous, declares the Lord. Be courageous also, Joshua. So I said to you, church, be courageous. I said to you, Bread of Life Ministries, be courageous. I said to you, our trustees, be courageous. Our deacons, our deaconesses, be courageous. Our men and women, be courageous. Our youth, be courageous. Be courageous. And be courageous, all ye people of the land. Kebra Kappa. All ye family of Bread of Life Ministries, be courageous. Somebody say, be courageous. All ye people of the land, declares the Lord. And work, and do what? And work, not to slacken their pace, not to give up, not to allow their, 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 their intimidation to stop us from working, because the tabernacle has to be erected, and it has to be completed. It has to be built. So be courageous and work. Don't slacken the pace. Don't, don't give up. Be courageous and, and go back to the drawing board and just re-strategize and move forward and until the Lord establish our Jerusalem as a praise. He said, and work. And work. For the Lord is about to do something. Hallelujah. I am with you. What a reassurance to know that the Lord is with us. Beloved, if the Lord is not with us, there was no way we could have come to that feat. There was no way we could have achieved that. Beloved, it has to be God. It has to be God. It has to be God. Say, I am with you. And beloved, if the Lord be for us, who can be against us? If the Lord be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. As for the promise which I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit stands firm and immovable and continues with you. Do not fear. For that says the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I am going to shake the heavens and the earth, the seas and the dry land. I will shake the nations, and they will come with the desirable and precious things of all nations, and I will fill this house. Somebody say this house. Somebody say this house. And I will fill this house with glory. With what? With what? And splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house, someone said the latter house. The latter house. 
the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. The latter shall be greater than the former, says the Lord. And I shall, and in this place, I shall give shalom, peace. And that shalom, peace translated there and capsulate everything of salvation. Everything you need, not just the peace of mind. Your prosperity, nothing missing, nothing broken. Irrespective of this tabernacle, they are laughing and ridiculing you. The glory of the latter house shall be more greater than the former. And in the same tabernacle, I will prosper my people. I will give you peace and prosperity, declares the Lord. Now come with me. Come with me to Ezra chapter number three. Ezra chapter number three, verse number 12. The Bible says, but many of the priests, the Levites, heads of fathers' households, the old men, Haggai chapter number three, what does Haggai three, two, three? Amen. Haggai two, three. What does the Bible say? It says, who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? Amen. So in Ezra chapter number 3, verse number 12, many of the priests, the Levites, and the not ordinary people, the house of household, the old men who had seen the first house, amen, who have seen what? Let's take our time. Let's take our time. Because God is about to fill you with a glory that has never been seen before. You miss a good place to shout amen. He said, the older generation, the older generation who has seen the former glory, who has seen the Solomon temple, who has seen the super splendor of Solomon's temple, Wept. What did they do? Talk to me. They did what? They wept. Why were they weeping? Because when they compare what they saw in their days, Solomon Temple, and what they are seeing now, it was despicable. It was shameful. It was nothing compared. But the younger generation, the younger generation, they were, they haven't seen anything like that before. Mm -hmm. So they were excited. They were rejoicing. Glory 
Hallelujah. Just as like you people gave, you were excited, you had the call, you were excited because you haven't seen anything like that. All we have known is Vassal Center. You haven't seen anything like that. So for you, it was glorious. Mm. But the older generation were weeping. The same thing they saw that they wept. The younger generation were rejoicing. Hallelujah. Bible said they wept with a loud voice when the foundation of the house was laid before their eyes. While many shouted aloud for joy. As the older generation were weeping, the younger generation were shouting for joy. May you <laughs> shout for joy. Amen. I said, may you shout for joy. Hallelujah. I said, church, may we shout for joy. Amen. And amen. I said, ministry, may we shout for joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are two shouts. Yes. Others may shout for cry, but we will shout for joy. Because there is a glory that is coming upon your life. There is a glory that is upon this church. In the mighty name of Jesus, the people could not descend the meaning of the shout because others were weeping, others were jubilating. Mm. What is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Mm. The people could not distinguish the sound of the shout of joy from the sound of the weeping of the people. But the people shouted with a loud shout and the sound was heard far away. And now this is what they were comparing the, the, the house with. Because this is Solomon's temple that has been destroyed by the Babylonians was 66 years ago, praise God, previously. And now this is Solomon's temple and his glory. And now if you are an older generation, you understand why these people were thinking. But you see, God does not think the way we think. His thought is not our thought. His ways are not our ways. As a ministry, we might have thought that this building was the best building for us. But in the sight of God, it might not be his best for us. Amen. So for the older generation, they understood. They had not seen anything like this before, and they never thought they would ever see anything like this. And this is what was there. Second Chronicles chapter number seven, verse number one. Somebody said the latter house. And God will not consult with your opposers. To fill you with his cabot. You will not consult with your rejectors to fill you with his dozer. You will not consult with your accusers, nor your competitors. Do I fill him or her with glory or not? Even though they ridicule you, they laugh at you, say, Yet will I fill you with a glory that has not been seen before. If you believe it, shout amen. Hallelujah. When Solomon had finished praying, 
That is when they have finished the temple and everything dedicated. You know the offering they had given for the tabernacle. David, his father, a history maker, had made an ample provision for resources was in abundance for him to do that. So the Bible said, when he had finished praying, fire came from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifice and the Shekinah glory. The brilliance of the Lord filled the house. So the other generation had seen the Shekinah glory, the preeminence of God themselves. To the point that the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7 to the priest, the Levite, the one that were tasked for the functions of the tabernacle could not even enter the house of the Lord because the glory and the brilliance of the Lord had filled the house, the Lord's house. So the older generation never thought, they never imagined that they would ever see any such experience in their lifetime. So I believe when the foundation was laid and they saw, they wept. Can glory come upon this house? Can the Lord fill this glory? Can it be like Solomon's temple? So the prophet guy was right. The Lord spoke to him right. If you cross-reference with Ezra, say, who among you in Haggai 2, 3, saw this house in its former glory, saw the Solomon temple in its former glory before it was destroyed, a tabernacle that the presence, the Shekinah glory of the Lord will come upon it so much that priests could not even enter to do their priestly duties. And now you said you, you call this a tabernacle. What is this? But nevertheless, the Lord says, even though in your eyes it appears nothing, it looks like nothing, it is uncomparable. Yet will I fill it with glory. You thought Solomon's days was better. You thought Solomon's temple was the best. Super fabulous, glorious tabernacle. But this one's Zerubbabel, your hands has built, I will fill with glory that will be better and greater than the former. So if the priest could not even enter in Solomon's temple, can you imagine now the tabernacle? This, the priest could not even enter the house of the Lord. Now, the vicinity you cannot enter because their glory will envelop the whole neighborhood. The latter glory, the now glory of this house, it is not just any other house. It is the house that is on the heart of Christ. 
because he said, I consider your ways because the people have neglected the tabernacle of the Lord. And when the people believe and obey the word of the Lord, the Lord was committed to his promise. Even though many have ridiculed your work, it is not the structure, but this glory shall be determined by how much glory that will be upon it. Beloved, we have seen God move even in Zoom meetings. It is the glory that sustains the house. It is not the structure that sustains the house. So bread of life be encouraged. That, that says the Lord, he will fill this house. The house that the Lord will build with your hand. Don't slacken the pace. Be courageous and continue to work. Some of you, this is the time that you have to make a budget. I'm going to sow a seed. I'm going to contribute to the tabernacle of the Lord. I'm going to make ample provision that when the Lord brings the best, we are ready. When the Lord brings the best, we are ready. When the Lord releases our rare above, the Lord will make room for us. The Lord will make room for us. Somebody shout the latter house. The latter house. What God is said to do in your life, in my life, and in the life of the ministry, no eyes have seen. No yes head. It has not even entered any heart yet. But if we don't slacken the pace, we know, even though there might be a misfeeling, even though we might be saying, but we pray, Lord, why? But we gave, Lord, why? You know, you cannot discern the meaning of the noises. But the Lord said, nevertheless, the latter shall be greater than the former. Somebody said, the latter shall be greater than the former. So will the Lord do for you. You have seen some glory in your life, but the glory that is yet to come upon your life, you have never seen it before. You have never seen it before. You have never seen it before. So as I bring this message to a close, the latter house, the Lord wants to encourage us. There is a cupboard on our house. And what God is said to do in your life, in my life, in the life of Bread of Life Ministries, no demon, no principality, No territorial spirits will be able to take it off us. Beloved, be strengthened and be encouraged. And we know God has something better 
for us. May you experience the latter glory. The glory that even the older generation has never seen before. That way they have seen that they think your present condition is no match. But yet it is in this present condition. God did not feel the former glory, but the latter house. In fact, the, the former house was no more. It has become history. All the people knew was the history. We used to be like this. It used to be like this. We used to experience the power. The glory came down that the people could not enter. But how does it appear now? May the Lord move us from history into now. Where you fill out with so much splendor. So much power. Endow us with so much resources. That we will fulfill and accomplish his will. Did you receive something for today? Will you put your hands together for the Lord and bless his name? Hallelujah. I am so proud of you as a family. I've always been proud of you. And together, you will see the latter house fill with their glory, greater glory. And it will not just be filled, but the glory will draw men, will draw women into in the name of Jesus. If you receive something, will you thank the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Beloved, wherever you are, I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray for the church globally that we may be one, that we will stand together because when we are together, no matter how threat, we will defeat every threat, every obstacle, every opposition that comes at us. That the love of Christ will operate among us. That we will not trample upon one another. That the Spirit of God will join us together. Just as you walk among us and dwell among us, pray that the, the hand of God will be upon the church, especially those who are in persecuted nations. Oh, that the glory of God will envelop them, that no one will be able to harm them. Places where churches are being burned, places where pastors are being executed, places where pastors are being imprisoned, eh, without trial, in the name of Jesus, eh, that the blood of Jesus eh, will release every chain will be broken of their lives in the name of Jesus. Church of God, begin to pray. Pray, pray, pray. Hey, pray that even in this holy way, hey, Mayaka Papa, hey, that there will be no more suffering as he went for the cross once and for all, that the Lord will deliver us and give us victory in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you You said you build your church and the gate of hell 
shall not stand against it. Kabayakata. A kingdom divided by itself shall not stand. We pray for the unity of the spirit. That as a body of Christ, we will be one and we will stand together. Every threat, every persecution. We overcome by the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Have you been blessed today? Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the possessor of the heaven on the earth look upon you with favor. Wherever you have been compared against that you have been rejected, be encouraged and be courageous. That at the same place, the Lord has accepted you and has filled you with his glory and power in the mighty name of Jesus. May they come back to you and see the splendor of your God in the land of the living. As you have made it happen for Bread of Life Ministries, May the Lord make it happen for you. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. I love you. Have a great week. And I look forward to serving the Lord with you. Take care and keep well. Enjoy the rest of your week.